When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it's Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, we are your one-stop shop for interviews, podcasts, content, and a whole variety of subjects, including and not limited to mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music, and much more. Today's episode is the fourth episode in our series on conspiracy theories. It's one of the biggest conspiracy theories out there, secret societies. To join me as we take a trip down the rabbit hole of paranoia and secrecy is my co-host, Reese. Welcome, Reese. You all right, buddy? You all right, Sai. Good to be back. It's Saturday night. It's different for us. We're normally, we normally do it like on a Thursday or Friday. Promised my missus I wouldn't do any on the weekend, somewhere like seven weeks in. And I've done about three on a Saturday. <laughs> so, um, yeah, less said about that, the better. So, it's been a busy week, so we've moved it about a bit. I was hoping, I think I'm going to still put it out tonight, because Saturday's been the night I've been putting them out, so I want to keep them on the same day. Um, before we head down the... Uh, terrifying and weird roads to conspiracy theories i want to point out that just because we discuss a particular theory it doesn't mean that we believe it to be true agree with the points of view or in any way think that this is how it went down we are simply discussing popular theories and evidence presented by the people who champion them that's a little disclaimer because people can get a bit funny or a bit offended or whatever it may be rightly or wrongly if you talk about conspiracy theories sometimes and they think you're trying to push a certain narrative or you're dis- disrespecting people who've been affected by it. And that's not the case. We just find them interesting. And uh, and also, we don't want any governments assassinating us, okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 9-11 was not an inside job. <laughs> 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 no. But, yeah, you know, it's like... It's interesting, mate. Isn't it? At the end of the day, it's like all the different theories, and like we're starting to get into the juicy ones now. So I just think it's it's interesting to talk about. If it wasn't interesting, there wouldn't be so many people interested in it. That's admit, and people seem to be watching them as well. So like, I think they're all on a nice amount of views. So everyone wants to see a conspiracy theory proved right, don't they? That's yeah. the ultimate goal, sort of thing. Well, you know what to do, then, don't you? You need to watch the flat Earth one, where I've got to argue that the Earth's flat. That's going to be fun. <sighs> That's going to be an awesome. Christ. It's going to be funny, mate. And it's going to be like I'm going to have to get drunk for that one, I think, because <laughs> I've got the raw end of the stick on that one, I think. But. I'll give it a whack, I'll give it a go, and I'm going to research it properly, and I'm going to listen to all the people who 
spout it and we'll uh, see where it goes. I got a friend who's a proper flat earther, mate, and I I just I can't fathom it. I just can't. It's no. Let's let's not go there now. Get him right. You'll have to guess him. You'll have to get some uh, inside knowledge of your mate, I think. But um, yeah, you know, I like I said, flat Earth, nine eleven, secret societies, whatever it may be. I I find them interesting, so I I tend to watch a lot of them. Um, so what is a secret society? Well, it's, it's in the names in the title, I guess. It's secret society is a club, an organisation whose activities, events, or inner functioning or membership are concealed from non-members. The society may or may not attempt to conceal its existence. The term usually excludes covert groups such as intelligence agencies or guerrilla insurgencies. That's bollocks for a start. Sorry. Um, that's bollocks because <laughs> some of the biggest, like, for instance, like Illuminati and Skull and Bones, uh, heavily linked to like government agencies and the CIA. So that's fucking bullshit. They are linked to them, but what I think what I'm saying is the CIA itself isn't a secret society, but there is branches of it involved in secret societies. Yeah, possibly. Or more so the secret societies control organisations like the CIA. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. As always, made you the voice of reason. So... We'll leave the Illuminati till last. We'll start with the one which you're most familiar with because you're a, a spy. Uh, the Freemasons. Go on, you, you take us away for the Freemasons, mate. Everyone thinks the Freemasons is a massive secret society. Um, and to be fair, up until a few years ago, they were, they were very secretive with everything they do. But, you know, now they openly talk about the ceremonies and what they do, etc. I I spent three years in the Masons. I was a master Mason. I went through three of the ceremonies. And they're a little bit strange. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Like uh, the first one, you, you go into the temple, but you go in blindfolded with a noose around your neck. And a dagger to your heart. And there is an actual noose around your neck. And there is someone stood in front of you with a dagger. Obviously not a pointy one. Well I hope it wasn't. Um, You also have. uh, One of your socks comes off. And your trouser leg is rolled up. And you wear a slipper. You undo your shirt buttons. And your left breast is exposed. Hence for the dagger. The reason being behind this is. If you try to take the secrets of the Masonic Society and run away to teach them to others, the noose is to stop you running away, and the dagger you'll run onto, and the blindfold you won't see where you're running anyway, basically. But this is... These are the ceremonies that have been around since Freemasonry was introduced. So, I mean, That's, that's, uh... that's actually quite good, considering the amount of time has been around and how ruthless people were back then. That's actually quite tame. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been around. I'm trying to find now where it's four, 14th century. 14, it seems to have, seems to have 14, started. Two or something like that. That's ringing a bell. I think it was... Um, well, they, they say it kind of follows on from the Knights Templar, don't they? Yeah. Well, there, there is rumour of that, but there's also... It's to do with um, King Solomon. Okay. His masons, and at the time, masons were the only trades where basically they thought they had knowledge and power because they were the only ones who could really build everything. So, like looking into a lot of these, um, so like I looked in, you look, you look, did the Freemason stuff, and I looked into Illuminati and and um, Skull and Bones, and they all seem to revolve around thinking they've got a lot of knowledge, more knowledge than the general public or the non-members and they all seem to position themselves in positions of power. So like 
the, the Freemasonry or the Masonry consists of a fraternal organization that traces their or origins back to the stonemasons. Um, and they're like a fraternity, a lot of the info says, like you say, back to the 14th century. So there's different degrees of Freemasonry in there. Um, and I think you can, it says, the degrees of Freemasonry retained uh, the three grades uh, are apprentice, journeyman, and master or, sorry journeyman or fellow now called fellow craft or yeah. uh, and the master mason so the master mason which is what you are that's like the top billing is it no 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 there's a lot higher you can go than that so what are they called then after the master mason worshipful masters they're the ones who will basically every year there's a new worshipful master elected who basically just chairs the temple and the lodge, isn't it? Is it called the lodge? Yeah, each one is called a lodge, but it's it's basically it's an excuse for men to socialise. It's good, very good for business networking. Mm. Like you, you've got to take your hat off to them. The amount they give to charity is unbelievable. So what do they do? Just meet up like once a week, is there somewhere and uh, in a lodge, in the lodge or whatever each, it is. Each lodge will usually meet about six, seven times a year. Oh, okay. And uh, then uh, what, that's just for like the lodge nights. As well as years. that, they have things like um, a ladies' night where all the masons bring their wives' partners, and they'll okay. have you know a live show or a live band, and you have a five-course meal, and it's, it's just a social night. But they, again. They have charity raffles, etc., etc. Uh, the last one I went to, because my my stepfather is still a mason, so I went there with my mum and stepdad, and um, they had Britain's number one take that tribute band as the act, and they were amazing to be fair. And they had a raffle with like um, signed Welsh rugby ball, all sports memorabilia, all this sort of thing, and it all goes to charity. Oh, I see. Um, no women are allowed in the temple. I was going to say that there um, <clears throat> used to be that no women, no women were allowed to the meetings either, wasn't yeah, there? But they, I think they, that's allowed, they weren't even allowed to go to the social nights. But obviously now they have ladies' nights and other things as well. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of for your experience, before I go into like some of the stuff which I came across. Yeah. Um, did you? Like, was that, was the initial ceremony to become a mason, like, the only sort of, like, a bit weird ceremony that you had to do? Or was there any other sort of, do, what, people who were master, not involved? To become the master mason, you have to do three different ceremonies. Right, okay. The third ceremony, it basically ends with you being lowered onto this carpet that is a picture of a coffin. By other masons, okay. But that is, it's not it. The way it sounds, it sounds devil worshipy, etc., etc. It's not. It's your transfer to a higher echelon, should we say? Mm. You know, you've gained. Do you ever see? Um, do you ever see the video which Alex Jones took when he went inside? Like, um, I don't think it was a mason. I think it had like masonic. Uh, like types of things around the ceremony, but yeah, like, and it was like this big, huge, like mansion place, like really old looking vill- uh, building with like torches everywhere. They all had on like red cloaks and hoods, and they had like torches lit. And they was like, they were all like screaming like the devil and all this type of stuff. And it was really like, it's really unsettling to watch. Because a lot of the people there were like the upper echelons of the United States government and governments from around the world. It was really, it's really weird, mate. I'm surprised you haven't seen it, actually. When you just said about the American government then, the one thing I did get told, I'm not sure how true it is, but there has never, ever been a member of Senate who's not a Freemason. Mm. I mean, I don't know how true that is. So obviously there's never been a president who's not a Freemason. No, 
one of the Sorry. major rules of Freemasonry, you can get invited to any lodge in the UK and you can go along. You know, if a Mason from that lodge invites another Mason, you can go along for a meal, whatever it might be. To go yeah. to Freemason Lodge abroad, you need to write to the basically the British Freemason Society asking permission. Okay. Uh, reason being maybe like um, you go to Sicily, pretty much every Freemason there is mafioso. Mm. Like I've said, you go to America, the Senate. You know, it's... it's, it's and a lot of them take it very, very serious. Yeah, yeah. They don't, uh, they don't, they wouldn't accept, uh, like, messing about or, like, any gig. You don't want to get a giggling fit in the middle of a, a ceremony. Like, I can imagine yeah. they take that quite, quite, uh, quite personally. Like, Well, uh, funnily enough, when I did my second ceremony to get to level two, they, you, they basically, they'll give you a booklet with what you, that you're going to be asked a load of questions and you've got to remember all these answers. Took me weeks upon weeks to memorize this book. When it came to the ceremony, he asked me the first question. I looked at him and I was like, you what? They'd given me the wrong book. No, mate. I'd memorized all the questions for the third degree for the Master Mason. And there there was absolute uproar. To be fair, I winged it quite well, mate. A lot of the answers I gave were pretty much what they'd had wrote down in the book. So I did all right. But after it, there was absolute uproar, and they were so apologetic to me and things, as if it was disrespectful to me. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. I'm stood in this room with, like, 300 people watching me, and I'm just winging it. (laughs) So, like, on the conspiracy side of it as well, then, what people say is, like, you know, like, you see, like, pop stars and celebrities... When they have like pictures and stuff, they'll be given like the like a triangle, or they'll be doing like three fingers, or like different ways of paying homage to the like three level the the three things of the masons and all this type of jazz. And so, quite often, you'll see like um, famous people, famous politicians, royal families. They'll be they'll have their hands in certain ways. I can't I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they're like whether it's something like a like a triangle or a point or like holding it's, it's the tools of history that's it that's the one but it's, it's basically the way royals politicians a lot of them hold their hands like that that's just the way the upper echelon of society hold their hands like with them everyone knows about the masons and the secret handshake well, there's, there may be more, but I was only ever taught three different handshakes to show the three levels of masonry that I went through. I could shake your hand with them three different handshakes all day long and you would not know. It is yeah, the yeah. slightest, tiniest, subtlest little thing. And that's how, and like, I'll be honest, if you go say I went to a bank meeting or something, yeah. You shake the bank manager's hand and you'll know if they're giving you that handshake back. And every mason who's basically a master mason or above shakes their hand this way. So when I, And the reason this all came about was basically there's a conspiracy that's been around for hundreds of years that the Jews started Freemasonry and it's their way to take over the world. Mm-hmm. So the reason this handshake, and you know the forget-me-not flower? Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll see people walking around with a forget-me-not on their lapel. And that was because the only other people Hitler hated more than Jews was the Freemasons because of this theory. <coughs> so they'd either walk around with a forget-me-not flower so people would know who the Masons were, and thus the handshake was developed. But it's done right. in such a subtle way... I could walk up to Hitler and shake his hand and he wouldn't know. But yeah. you know when somebody is shaking your hand this way. Got you. So, I don't want to give I don't want to give away the handshakes because I don't know if they've ever been told to be honest and I don't want to be that guy. I think I, I think I shake you want to just like ruin it for everyone all around the world. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be they that. Are. You you don't you you 
come on, you don't want Nigel, your local crackhead, walking up to his bank manager giving him this handshake. <laughs> it's going to look a bit iffy. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy who likes outs them completely, ruins yeah, no. it for the millions around the world. Then they will I'm be after you, mate. I'm all up for the conspiracy theory and things, but yeah, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so, like, in terms of conspiracy side of it, there's like a number of claims, but predominantly by conserv- conservative Protestants, um, who are like the opposite, if you like, uh, in terms of like Freemasons, because Freemasons. Is classed as a religion, which I didn't know. Um, that the so the conspiracy theory regarding the sort of this part of it was that the Freemasons at the very top highest degrees de- deceive the ones at the lower degrees, and they gradually reveal separate and occult religion and this type of stuff, and that the Freemasons worship Lucifer or Satan, and you know all stuff like this yes but... and no it's very it, this is where it gets a bit technical because the the way they put it across they believe in they don't say god mm. um an almighty should we say they believe in you know a higher being but they accept all religions into freemasonry and yeah. it's not it, Religion, nothing like that was ever ran down my throat. There was never... No, of course. Not but, even the subtlest hint of it. But I will they say... I don't think it's so much the religion side of it. I think it's more... It's not religion. It's not a god. It's a higher power. It's a higher being. Yeah. It's, mm. it's not a religion. This. It's, it's almost down the alien route. Yeah, like the humanoid reptiles, which is another one on my list. Of, yep. uh, David Icke believes that the Freemasons, um, the so David Icke, let's cut, cut a long story short. David Icke believes that there is human, humanoid, or humans who can transform into reptilians, and that's their true form. Um, he believes, I think, is the queen is a reptilian, and you know, all these higher. Yeah. Uh, Eslanza society, the real, real power players around the world, they're actually reptilians who feed on fear and blood and all that. You know, it's just way out there. And we he, will do a show on it because it's crazy, it mate. Yeah, he, Ike has thrown it way, way too far and made it unbelievable. This is why they promote him and publicise him so much. He's a yeah. fruit. Let's be fair. Going back to the alien thing, the lizard people who live off fear, all that, that sounds like a load of bollocks, to be fair, doesn't it? But if there is aliens out there who are a higher intelligence, it would make sense they've got people in power who are either under their influence or one of them. I don't think they're going to turn into, you know, an iguana and donkey bamboo or something, but... And if you think as well, mate, say they did feed on, like, like fear or like some sort of so i think his theory is that they've not that they feed off like fear because you can't see fear but when you but when your body is um like when you're in when your body produces um so you know do you know have you ever heard of the plant dmt which people yeah. smoke to yeah it, and quite often they say that it's like they've been to another dimension when this smoker so um your brain your pituitary gland i can't pronounce it your pituitary, i'm not gonna try because i'll be here all day but this this gland in your brain it produces dmt um and what david ike believes is that when you are so scared or when you hit like a certain level of fear your brain produces this thing, and this is what he thinks. That, yeah. that that's what the reptilian aliens, whatever you want to call them, they that's what they they try to produce. That's what they feed on. That's what they live off. Blah blah blah. Um, obviously, that's way out there, and we probably will end up doing doing a show on it. But it'll probably be like way way down the line when we start getting a bit thin on the ground. But it's a shame because some of David Dyke's early work on stuff like 9-11 and stuff like that is really good but yeah. he's just he's the sort of person who now gives people who believe in 
true conspiracies like 9-11 or JFK and stuff like that, which, where there is something gone on which needs to be investigated thoroughly, but they all get lumped in together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's a, bit, you know, it's a shame. Obviously, there's people who believe that um, there's links to the Illuminati and Masonry, and I'll, I'll touch on that a bit more when we get to the Illuminati stuff. Obviously, that's where things like <clears throat> the people believe that the Freemasons faked the moon landing. They believe that they were involved in uh, September 11. All these different things, including things like Jack the Ripper, um, John F. Kennedy, and stuff like that, which is a bit more real world compared to, you know, the moon and the the humanoid reptiles. But there, there's a lot of people, and I would say there is some evidence. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say a lot, but there is some evidence that they, if not the Masons, the some sort of secret society, Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, New World Order, they do have a hand in these things. And I think when we do discuss 9-11, it'll be very easy to prove that they got a hand in certain things behind the scenes and the preparation for it. Yeah. Um, Masons, obviously, they believe a lot in, like, the power of numbers, don't they, and symbols. Um, so people believe that because you see so many of these symbols in like the NASA logo and corporate logos and, and pop videos and things like that. So they, that's, I think that's another reason why people, like we said about the hands in the pictures, obviously yeah. you have all the pop stars who cover their eye, which is supposed to that's more Illuminati, but you know, it's that type of uh, symbolism. That's the all see and eye, isn't it? The one eye. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. eye. So like, yeah, and I mean, everything I've looked at, I've got to say, when I've looked at, like, the Masons and then I've looked at, like, the Illuminati and the New World Order, the Masons does seem to be more like a fraternity of, like, guys. I'm not saying that there isn't any sort of conspiracy there because I do think that the very highest Masons have probably been involved in various conspiracies. But I oh. wonder whether it's not necessarily because they're Masons and more just because they're at the higher end of the political world, whereas the Illuminati does lean towards that sort of occult and uh, like Satan and that type of stuff. Freemasonry is quite open now, isn't it? You know, you don't hear of the local Illuminati having a charity ball. No, you do not. You know, so they're they they're two totally different to me, they're two totally different. Like you say though, once you get to the higher ranks of it, you'll guarantee there's people that have been involved in conspiracies. You know, they're gonna be powerful people within governments, corporations, whatever it might be. They're bound to be involved in underhand things. They just happen to be Freemasons. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think Freemasons as such is hiding a big secret or you know there's underhand things going on at the top of it there may well be but as a general they're just a guy they're just a gentleman's club without the okay. <laughs> um okay so if we move from uh the masons and the freemasons let's yeah. move to skull and bones we're working up slowly to the Illuminati and the New World yep. Order. We're getting there, but we're not quite there. The Skull and Bones one is an interesting one because they featured... Um, oh, what is that film? With um, Dawson's Creek Flag. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Pacey, isn't it? Not Pacey. Isn't it just uh, called Skull and Bones? The Skulls. No, not... The Skulls, that's it. And that's it's it. so obviously about the Skull and Bones... Yeah, uh, secret society, but they call it the skulls. Yeah, and there's like conspiracies and 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 this is the thing, isn't it? About a lot of these conspiracies is that people believe that the people who are behind them all use things like pop culture to basically almost taunt the people who are aware of them and uh, are researching them and they're trying to, you know 
bring eyes to them. They almost use this pop pop culture, these films, these movies, these TV shows and pop videos and, and pictures and stuff. They say that they're trying to taunt them into, you know, we know what we know, you know, but there's nothing you can do about it type of thing. Yeah, and also like think, you know, the untouchables will always want to show how untouchable they are. Yeah. And then obviously the people who are, don't believe in it and don't research and are completely oblivious, they're showing that, you know, they're cleverer than them because they don't need to, you know, wish we're telling them to their face. We're showing them that this is going on and they still don't believe it type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Skull and Bones was founded in 1832 uh, by William, William Huntington Russell and Alfonso. Uh, it doesn't say his surname. Uh, so the people who are members are called Bonesmen. Um, the society is informally known as Bones. They've got assets all over America, and I'd imagine the whole world, but America particularly. Um, and they've been going a very long time. 1832 is extremely long. What, um, what university was it they started in? Oh, my God. I have got that. Give me a sec. Uh, Yale. It was, it was either Yale or High Yale. I was going to say it was one of them. Yeah. So they basically, um, in, they started in 1832. Then in 1856, they became um, like a trust and incorporation, which is when it became a bit more official. And they started to get some money behind them. Um, the first extended description of the Skull and Bones Secret Society was published in 1871 um, by a guy called Lyman Bagg, um, which was a book called Four Years at Yale. Um, So it wasn't just about them, but it had a description of the Skull and Bones, and he noted that, so his book was about Yale, basically, uh, and his four years there. But there was a, I'm not sure if it was a, a chapter or just like a, a brief description. But in that, he said that the mystery of now attending these uh, meetings was uh, one of, used to be one of gossip and now was clear. And it was never, he never discussed, dis, never tires of discussing it. Um, basically saying that is really weirdly worded because this obviously from 1871 but he was basically saying that you know when he first got there there wasn't it was like a rumor and by the time he left people were discussing it quite openly and it had grown um they select new members among students every spring as part of yale university's tap day um, I'm not 100% sure what tap day is, but I'm assuming it's something similar to what, like, Freshers' Week, what we have in Britain, where you have all the new, uh, you know, the new the new recruits of the university for that year. Uh, they started including women in 1990s. They select 15 men and women from the junior class to join the society each year. So, obviously, it's growing, you know, pretty by... Well, 15, 30 people a year, which is quite a you know, considerable number when you think it's a secret society. Some rumoured famous members are George H.W. Uh, Bush, George Bush Jr., Paul Giamanti, uh, the actor. Obviously, there's a lot of conspiracy theories behind the skull and bones, again, linked to 9-11. Um, what I found interesting about this is I went to a couple of different websites to, to research it, and nearly every one, <clears throat> so I sort of start on Wikipedia and then I sort of work my way through, a lot of them were worded exactly the same, like word for word, yeah. um, which to me is a bit weird because it's like, why are they all the same? There should be some sort of difference on different websites. But, you know, it could be anything. Couldn't it? it could there be that they just use the same books and research to do their sort of stuff. But that was a bit weird. Um, but obviously one of the biggest conspiracy theories with the Skull and Bones is surrounding the Bush family, um, who I think, it, again, it was, I think it was Alex Jones did like a big sort of documentary on George Bush. Uh, I think... His initial, I think it's a documentary about George Bush 
and Skull and Bones was actually pre-9-11, but it gained a lot of traction post-9-11. Um, yeah. Obviously, he did a lot after 9-11, but I'm sure that the one about Skull and Bones was actually before 9-11. Yeah. I, might be wrong. I might be wrong about that, but I know it was a, you know, it was that sort of era. Um, it's not a great deal of info to be, you know, known. Obviously, they got some famous members. They're very powerful in the American government. Um, well, obviously, they, you know, I just named two former presidents of America who were members. So you know straight away that they've got a certain. Uh, Certain level of uh, what's the word? Certain level of guy who's you know the top, the upper echelons of the skull and bones yeah. are obviously the very top of society, if you like, not They're necessarily the, top of, top. Of the world. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I would say that. They're probably a large part of the American government now. I bet you, if you went around and they all had to tell you who they were members of, and I bet you the Skull and Bones one would be. Oh, there'd be a few, definitely. All of them. Um, so, but I yeah. think it's just that's the famous one. I mm. think all the big American universities have got their own little secret society, haven't they? Yeah. All oh, right. I just sorry. I just um, you know I was saying about the Alex Jones Masons uh, yeah. thing. It wasn't the Masons. So they. Oh no. Hang on. Let me just read this. Uh, right. So the Masons have got strong links with secret, uh, selective secret and semi-secret societies, such as Skull and Bones, the Rhodes yeah. Scholars, um, and also Bohemian Grove, which oh, is Bohemian, that Bohemian Grove. Grove that's where the Alex Jones thing was, where they had all on the... So they had... There was, like, hundreds of them in this big... Yeah. Mansion. They had the torture. They had big red cloaks on covering their heads and body, and they were, like, screaming, like, really, really, like... Not, like, yelling, like, screaming, like, banshees, and it was... It's really unsettling to watch, like... Uh, so, yeah, that was Bohemian Grove. That's where that was. So if you want to check that out, it's um, an Alex Jones documentary about secret societies, I believe. Um, obviously, there's um, some people who think that these, all of the ones we just mentioned, have, have got um, the, the Ku Klux Klan is like an offshoot of them, where yeah. people, the people in the Ku Klux Klan, have made it more about race and like white yeah. power and this type of thing, rather than the the Freemasons or the Skull and Bones, who is about like a fraternity and and you know whatever they're about, yeah. Like so, that um, it's not just the Ku Klux Klan. There's someone called the Orange Order, but I'm not 100 percent sure what they are, um, what they're about. So I can't say too much about them. Um, but yeah, I just came across that, so I thought I'd add that in. Um, uh, the okay. There's Northern Ireland, mate. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So what? Um, like. Like um, the IRA and stuff like that, or I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to get that wrong, mate. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're Protestant. I don't, I don't know, mate. I, <clears throat> I, like I say, I just came across that bit. I saw Do you see the Orange March and things like that in Northern Ireland? Yeah, yeah, it sounds it, familiar. It's all to do with that. Well, what were they called? I'm sure they were the Loyal Orange Organization or the Loyal Orange Institution. Oh, okay. But it's basically that's Northern Ireland. Ah, right. Okay. So we just touched on the skull and bones. I had a bit of trouble yeah. finding anything of you know real note, other than they've got members in. <clears throat> Germany. Um, so, okay. The group Skull and Bones was feature is featured in conspiracy theories, uh, which claim that the society plays a role in global in the global conspiracy for world control. Theorists such as Alexandra Alexandra 
Robbins suggests that the Skull and Bones is a branch of the Illuminati, having been founded by a German university alumni following the order's suppression in their native land by Carl Theodore. So basically, what's that saying <clears throat> is when the Illuminati was outlawed, the Skull and Bones was born by the people who had been previously members of the Illuminati. Yeah. Because obviously the Illuminati was banned, wasn't it? But, uh, I, we'll I get think every single <clears throat> secret society out there nowadays comes from the Illuminati, according to someone, doesn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. So, so let's get this right, because people get confused sometimes, and they say, oh, Illuminati, New World Order. The Illuminati started as a legit secret secret society yeah similar to skull and bones or similar to the freemasons and all this sort of stuff and then obviously they still wanted this knowledge and power type thing but they were quite open about it but in a secret way if that makes sense yeah the the was started to basically rise against the people they are now yeah, you know, it, yeah. it, it was started by lower echelons of society who had intelligence and said yeah, it, it, was it, it, it was basically the world's first protests. Yeah, because didn't it wasn't it something like the um, they felt like the the governments were not because they obviously the education back then in the 1700s, it wasn't like it is now where everybody is entitled to it. And everyone gets it. It was it was almost held for the for the rich, and the the poor were the poor were forced to, you know, be servants and live. Yes, rough. no. It was the Illuminati. Come was um. It was the seventeen hundreds, wasn't it, in Bavaria? Yeah, that's it. That it started, but I think it was more so. It was basically Bavarian peasants who rose against. Everything at once, not just the government, they rose against religion, yeah. government, pretty much anyone and everyone who was above them and controlling their life as such. Same as what people moan about the government nowadays, Guy Fawkes, all of them. Mm. It's, it's all standing up against the big bully. Yeah, they were, um, they were opposed. Preps. Yeah. And now the sure. Illuminati is the big bully. Yeah, so like their society goal, they started in the 1st of May, 1776, and the society's goals were to oppose superstition, obscurantism, I'm not even sure what that is, uh, religious influence over public life, and abuse of state power. Yeah. So yeah, like you say, they were against, they were against like using people, obviously back then, they would use things like witchcraft, which would be the superstition, and yeah. religion to influence the people to do what they wanted to do, and they would abuse their power in turn. Um, Along with Freemasonry and other secret societies, they were outlawed through an edict by Bavarian ruler Charles Theodore uh, with the encouragement of the Catholic Church. So obviously, in those early days, the Illuminati was very... uh, you know, locking heads with the with the churches and religious uh, leaders. They were the science. They, they were the science side of it. Yeah, you know, they, they say all oh, the great scientists yeah. Illuminati, don't they? Uh, da Vinci, yeah. Michelangelo, all of them. Um, yes, yeah, so they were banned by this Charles Theodore, who's a Bavarian ruler, with the encouragement of the Catholic Church, seventeen eighty four, eighty five. 1790 so it was an ongoing thing they seems like they would get outlawed and then they'd be lifted and then they'd be outlawed and it went on for a good good six years by the looks of it um because their people found freemasonry to be expensive um he this guy founded his own society which was to have a system of ranks and grades based similar to the freemasonry but with his own agenda, his original name for the new order was the Bund. I German. This is going to be butchered completely. 
wonder perfectly blitzen or cov i should have just said it in england english why didn't i just say it in english uh the covenant of perfectibility which i should have just said in the first place but he later changed it because it sounded too strange um yeah so like you say it was almost like they were the science and these were the church the church had influence over the leaders and they needed to and they or they did cause like a bit of an uprising and they must have been getting somewhere because they banned them and they you don't get outlawed unless you're starting to gain some traction the, the thing is with the church especially back then religion controlled everything yeah, yeah. So as soon as science started proving some of these religious theories to be just science, that that's basically you, you, you're going against God, the infallible. Mm. You know, that, you're not allowed to do that. That's that's wrong. So they close it down. Yes. Uh, so the modern Illuminati. <clears throat> um, it says several recent and present day fraternal organizations claim to be descended from the original Bavarian Illuminati. They openly use the name Illuminati. Some of these groups use the variation on the name, like the Illuminati Order, or in name of their own organizations, while others, such as the Italian ones, which I'm not going to say, but it's basically Order Temporary, I said I wasn't going to say, Order Temporary Orientus, which, you know, they, they sounds like there's a lot of offshoots and um, people who go by use the Illuminati name for their sort of secret societies or their protest groups. Um, even now, um, it says there's no evidence that these present day groups have any real connection to the historic order. Um, they have not amassed a single political power or influence and most rather than trying to remain secret, promote their links to the Bavarian Illuminati, which means by means of trying to attract membership. So I think those groups, like this Illuminati order, and a lot of these modern groups who try and go by the name or use the Illuminati name, they're probably nothing to do with it. They're just trying to start their own thing for whatever reasons, and they use the name to try and get people interested, get members joining the actual Illuminati now, is like we touched on slightly in that is they're the real deal you know they're the guys and girls who run the world um and they go by a lot of people call them the new world order due to that george bush uh speech where so basically the new world order theory <clears throat> is that people believe that the illuminati of the new world order they want a one world government with one currency which will just rule all, um, you know, and there's various reasons, there's various reasons, people are against it, etc., etc. but people believe that that's their ultimate goal, is to have a one world government with one currency and rule over everyone, and they believe that they're positioning people of power and they're causing these terrorist attacks and atrocities and destabilising countries all around the world to ultimately achieve this goal which obviously to get to that point where everyone wants just one world government is going to take a lot of doing over a lot of years and people believe that that's their ultimate plan um so before we just go on to that anymore do you believe like that last bit to be true about the new world order and the the ultimate plan and that type of stuff yes and no I don't, I don't think they've got an ultimate plan because it just keeps changing. But there's got to be somebody running the show of everyone. There's a couple of countries who you can see. Um, I don't think it's one person. No, one person would never be allowed this much power. Would, there would always be too many people wanting to take that person out. It would be a big group of people. <sighs> You know, it's going to be, I don't know, 20, 30 people. Yeah. They they may not be world leaders as such, but they're going to be 
just around that. Well, you you say that, you know, they're going to be someone who's known. Look at the Rothschilds. No one hardly knows anything about them at all. Or who they, you could show the whole family pictures to 90% of the world and they wouldn't know who it is. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they're the richest the family, the most powerful the family on this planet. I think, um, do you know what I think? You know, the Bilderberg group, Bilderberg group. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's like all the, like the members of the royal families from around the world, government, yeah. and these special people, only select, you know, not all of them just select yeah. uh, leaders from around the world. They all meet in this hotel, changes each year, um, sometimes in America, sometimes in Europe. And whenever they meet, they completely, they never announce it. People only know about it because journalists have like tracked it down. They yeah. close off the hotel to the general public. You're not allowed within like a couple of miles of this hotel, whatever hotel it's at. Literally complete blackout. There's no pictures from inside it. And I just think that's where they're doing their, their planning. So like you said, the plans changed. They may have wanted just a one world government and a one world currency and all that type of thing back in whenever it was when George Bush did that speech but now they've probably had to change and chop you know they've gone with as things change you know as you do with anything in life like plans change you've got to be fluid haven't you I suppose the thing is <laughs> to bring in that one, to bring in a one world currency it sounds very simple, but there's so many countries you'd have to totally, utterly change and revolutionise to bring in a currency. It's, it's, it's never going to be doable, so they've got to find other ways. Look at the euro. Imagine if you, instead of just one world currency, let's knock it down to five or six and we'll pick a continent for each one. Yeah. You know, they, just... they tried it with the euro, it hasn't worked. My, like, my main, so not issue, but, like, I just think all these people, they're meeting in secret. They're meeting in secret for a wee reason, and that reason probably isn't good for us, like, the poor people, the people who are not in the upper echelons of society. Totally, because they all make decisions based on them and their lives. Yeah, and the but fact it that is they're that thing that... in secret. It's, it's never going to be good. One person is very clever, but people, people are stupid. Yeah. When you've got a group yeah. of people, I mean, I don't mean the higher echelons, they, they'll be stupid as well. But you imagine if the whole world knew what they were discussing and wanted to put their two pence in. Hmm. No one would ever get anywhere. So right or wrong... There's got to be somebody making these decisions. They've just got the wrong people making these decisions. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I just think that they, um, you know, to, if they were just making the decisions for us with all our best interests at heart, they would just say, oh, the world leaders are all meeting this week to discuss how we can move forward as a planet. But it's not. It's all in secret. No journalists allowed within two miles. No, I, I, they're obviously no going to be people. they're going to be discussing something underhand and things like that as well. But things like depopulation. Right, take climate change. Everyone knows climate change is a problem, but it could well be this meeting. Their first question could be right: if we don't do something about climate change within within three years, this Earth is going to end. Now, if they let that out to the general public, there'd be pandemonium. Yeah, of course. They've got the best scientists in the world there, so one of them's going to turn it and go, right, well, what we're going to do is this, this, this. So it staves this problem off for another 100 years. We'll never know about our meeting. And to be honest, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I completely get that. But... But the underhand side of it... Yeah. They're going to be doing that still as well. Say we're having a meeting to discuss various subjects yeah. to help us move forward together or whatever. But the secrecy and the, the press blackouts and the not just the press blackouts, no journalists allowed, no one's allowed within, you know, anywhere near it for fear of 
getting any photos from it. So that's dodgy. Obviously, there's so many conspiracy theories to do with the Illuminati. Personally, I don't think the Bilderberg group is... I don't think they're the ones calling the shots. All of them. They're they're all there. Like the Rothschilds, the royal family, you know, everyone who's anyone is there. And I I think that meeting is a follow-on meeting from whether it be the New World Order, whoever it might be, they decide what's going on. Then they get all the royals and all the leaders and everyone else together and they tell them what's going on. They don't decide. Yeah. It's already been yeah. decided. Oh, yeah. I got a society who decide to tell the secret society to decide. Yeah, I think there's... Um, I think the people who the general public believe to be in charge of the world, whether it's the president or the queen or whoever they're just the they're, not, they're not yeah they're just there they're just figureheads they're not making the, the big decisions come on big look, at Donald, decision. look at donald trump yeah. who the fuck is gonna let him run a country he's not yeah. making final decisions come on no it's people like the rothschilds and the bushes i reckon, I reckon they were having a drink one night and one of them lost the bet and went for fuck's sake i've got to make trump president <laughs> Look where we are. That's all it was, and, it, and it'll be like that trading places. He owes his mate a dollar. It'd be a dollar bet or something, and America got Trump as a president because of a dollar bet. No way on this earth is that he, he can't even be in charge of himself. I mean, you've not seen his hair, and he got people who do it for him. Yeah, and they've made him the president of one of the most powerful countries on this earth. I mean, yeah, it's a weird one, mate. The um, obviously, like, like I said, there's too many to go, too many conspiracy theories linked to the Illuminati to go through. Oh, uh, every uh, single conspiracy theory out there is pretty much linked to them, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is pretty much. There's always something. They've got uh, a hand in everything. You know, the presidents are always claimed to be around. The Illuminati and stuff, depending on who it is. Um, obviously, there's other theories which contend to like a variety of historical events which were organized by the Illuminati, the French Revolution, the Battle of Waterloo, the ass- assassination of President JFK, because obviously he uh, famously said he wanted to get rid of the New World Order um, or of secret societies and like the the blanket of secrecy from the CIA and the, the people behind the scenes who he felt was damaging the country um, and to try and hasten a, like a communist plot and, and this. And obviously with JFK, there's so much going on in the background and in his speeches. The, the conspiracy stuff with that doesn't just revolve around the actual shooting because there was so much going on. Yeah around it with cuba with the cia with the illuminati and with the shooters and with the even the what's his face himself the shooter himself there's like some stuff about him being like a communist and there's so much to get through like that one might be have to go over an hour that might have to be like a slightly longer show because i want to try like obviously these first couple we've sort of generally talked about bits and stuff like today we've just talked about bits of the freemasons and the bits about the others as we get towards things like like 9-11 and the moon landing and jfk these types of things we're going to go into a bit more detail we'll have like a bit more uh, not evidence because I, I can't i can but it's so much hassle for me to put in the clips that we discuss yeah. afterwards, even though I was tempted to think about that. Like, say, like, if me and you do our research and then you send me, like, a list of clips that, you, that you've that you mentioned, I can add them in as we're speaking, but I don't know. We'll discuss that another time or off the air anyway. Um, so that's Secret Societies. I think we're both generally in agreement that they exist, you know, they they, they do exist. 
But I think, like, we kind of agree that they probably got a hand in some pies around the world and probably the biggest pies of all. Um, and that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Um, however, you have changed my opinion slightly on the Freemasons. I don't think they're as bad as what I thought they were. So. No, like I say, that the higher ranks of it, there may well be some underhand things going on. But I don't think that's down to Freemasonry. I think it's down to just who that individual is, and they happen to be a Freemason. Yeah, they just happen to be high up in governments. And Yeah, I, I, maybe a few hundred years ago, there was something more secretive and underhand. Yeah. With um, With them years ago, but now it's just... I think that's moved on to a different secret society as such. And now, like I say, it's just an excuse for a load of men to have a social evening out now and then. Hmm. Oh, so, you know, you, was it, did you say um, the forget-me-not flower? Um, yeah. The Masons, yeah. So, like, yeah. wasn't that first used by, like, the Grand uh, Lodge? Oh, what was it? Grand... Grand Lodge Son, like his name was Son, um, in the twenties and stuff, and he was like a proper Masonic emblem, which they used to use at like the annual con- uh, conventions. I think it started in Germany, um, and what happened was it was made in the same factory that was the the, the oh fuck's sake. The, the Nazi party, the National Socialist People's Welfare Party, which was the welfare branch of the Nazis. Um, and what that did is that enabled people who were Freemasons to wear the badge as a secret sign of membership during that time in Germany. So then after World War II, the forget-me-not flower was used again as a Masonic emblem in like the 40s, mid-40s, late-40s. And that's how it actually became like an ongoing thing because they could wear it in secret without being noticed. And then it was adopted by people after the World War II finished. And that's actually how it came about to be a long-term, like a secret symbol. On, and they wear it like on the coat lapels and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the badger, isn't it? Yeah, I was just I was just flicking through the stuff I had, and then I saw the stuff by the forget me not. So I tried to yeah, so they could recognise each other without others knowing, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's many like little things that the secret societies have got, like little lapels and little badges, little pin pins and handshakes. The amount of my friends who've been like, oh, show me the secret handshake. And I'll shake huh. their hand and do the handshake, and they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I've already done it. And I'll shake their hand three times, and I'll do the three different levels of masonry that I know. And they're like, they, do you have something different? And I'm like, I've done something totally different each time. It's mad, that, isn't it? Cool, though. It is, I, I do find it kind of interesting. Like, it's kind of cool, like, in a way. Um, okay, so that's Secret Societies. You can find Reese on Twitter. It's at Shaw Celtic. You can find us on Twitter. It's at AceCast underscore Nation. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell, and then you'll be notified every time we upload. We've got loads of cool shows coming up. We'll have another conspiracy theory show next week. Uh, that's this one show which is constant every week. We've got interviews with Die from Tenants of Rock coming up next week. We've got an interview with Ash Rose from WWE Gorilla, Gorilla Position. Uh, i got a couple of ex-Cardiff City footballers coming on over the next couple of weeks. got an MP coming on. got some uh, sports psychologists coming on. There's loads and loads of cool guests of all different subjects. got mental health shows, football, music, films. It's just non-stop podcasts at the moment. But um, what's really motivating me to keep going is the fact that in two weeks i've gone we've gone from 51 followers on facebook to 3650 before i looked before we started recording which is incredible i didn't even expect to have that after six months 
when I first started. So to have it after like seven weeks is incredible. So I'd like to say thank you to everyone who watches, everyone who follows, everyone who shares, subscribes, everything. Thank you to Reese. Thank you to all my guests, all the people who agreed to come on, my wife for letting me do non-stop podcasts and not put the kids to bed as much as I should. Everyone, thank you. Thank you for watching. See you next week. I might be a little bit drunk. I don't know. See you later. Nice one, Reese. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Si. Always a pleasure, mate. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.